Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by... And Gio. And... As always, Stephen Dagliaco. Hi. How we doing, guys? What's up? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yes, with the kids jingle belling and everyone telling. You be of good cheer. That's right. Yep. How, how are you? How do you feel about Christmas? I love Christmas. Who doesn't like Christmas? What am I, a Scrooge? <laughs> you know, there's a thing with a lot of people, especially people who like like metal and stuff. People get depressed around the holidays. <laughs> Fuck you. I, yeah, I think it's Cheer like, up, asshole. I, <laughs> I think it's such like an edgelord douchebag thing to be like, I hate Christmas. Yeah. How, how does that's that like, happen? I don't yeah. like the Beatles. Yeah. They suck. Fuck you. Yeah. How does anyone get off hate your fucking Christmas? high horse? If you listen to this and you, you you hate Christmas, it's time to get off fucking your high horse and just embrace the holidays, spread some good cheer, give money to charity, be nice. Yeah. But what happens if you don't celebrate Christmas? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> just just enjoy Christmas. Enjoy the lights. It's pretty. Be That's nice. Yeah. Donate to charity at this time. Do you like of a year. good Christmas lights? Like do you do you light your house? I like the I <laughs> fucking love Christmas. Yeah, there is nobody. And you're Jewish. I've I've realized. <laughs> I've realized this. Is that you're Jewish. There's nobody who loves Christmas more than like Mr. Reformed Jews. <laughs> reformed Jews. You're reformed now. What, you mean you mean non-practicing Jews? Right? <laughs> no, reformed. Are you reformed? You know, you've you've rid yourself of the evils of Jewry. No, it's a sect of Judaism. You didn't know that. No. You, re- you really? No, didn't I know? didn't tell me about it. So, <laughs> so obviously you have your Orthodox Jews, right? Where uh-huh. they, you know, they're hardcore into it. Right. Those are like the ones who are, you know, they're way secular, not no, secular. They're way. Um, they're into the. They're, they're into religion. it heavily. Like yes. they have the beards and stuff. And then you have yeah. your secular Jews who don't practice anything well, at all. No, then yeah. you then you have the ones like like. Like Ben Shapiro, like he doesn't have a beard or anything like that. Like I don't think. But he wears he, a yarmulke. I, he does wear a yarmulke, but I think it's like a different sect of orthodoxy. Uh-huh. And then you have like, you know, a reformed Jew is basically someone like me who like walks amongst the regular people, mm. the normals. So, <laughs> like reformed Jews, you know, we we're just like regular people. It's Jewish. You celebrate, <laughs> but like people like me, and like I've met a couple of others. And we all tend to fucking love Christmas. Like, my mother loved Christmas. Mm-hmm. My sister and, like, you know, the Jews of Tell Him Steve Dave Town are big Christmas people, too. Oh, yeah? And I, I think, in fact, like, a lot, most of the Christmas songs that are popular were written by Jews. Like what? Like, what, the religious ones from 2,000 years ago? <laughs> no, like, um, Silent Night was written by monks. Like, I'm pretty sure Irving Berlin was a Jew. I believe so, yes. Which is like White Christmas, like oh, yeah, all that shit. Like a lot of the like Christ- of the classics. A lot of the I don't have a list in front of me, but I'm pretty sure like a lot of the big popular Christmas hits were written by Jews. Does your family go big on Chanukah? Not particularly. When I was a kid, we would get you we would get a present a night. Did you spin the dreidel? Did you eat the golden money? Yeah. I I, 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 I ate the gelt, ate the chocolate. <laughs> The gifts I, I, w- I was lucky once. that I was not like the stereotypical family where it was like, it's Hanukkah, here's your present, and it's like a sock, you know. <laughs> well, I think the Hanukkah <laughs> got pumped up as competition for Christmas, right? Because it's really not that important. It's really just talking about the macro man. Well, wars, it's, right? it's 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 two things. 
I don't. No, that's the wrong thing completely. Yes, you're completely wrong. What? It's the Greeks. What are they called? It's call the Ma- Macedonians. It's the miracle well, yeah, of Hanukkah. It's, it's the post Alexander wars. They have a name. I don't know the name of the war. Oh God, this is a history show. I look like an asshole. Look right it now. up. Look yep. it up real quick while I'm talking. Okay. Basically. Like the Jews were fighting like a guerrilla warfare against the Macedonians. Yeah. And they got their temple back, and there was not enough oil, oil to last eight days. A crazy night. Well, not, there wasn't, yeah. they didn't know it was going to last eight days, but the little bit of oil they had ended up burning for eight days while they were able to get more oil to the uh, temple, and that's the miracle of Hanukkah. It's more like a military victory. Uh, the Diodaki Wars. Okay. It's more a military victory and, like, you know, getting the the oil burning for a long time. Right. But I don't – look, I can only talk about my experience. I don't know how it was in, like, the 30s and 40s. I know my family celebrated Hanukkah and stuff like that. And now that. the gift tonight represents, like – the oil still lasting and them receiving, like, items that, like, to survive, I guess? I think, so Christmas, a big thing about it, and we'll talk about this with my history thing, is, like, getting the children into it and making the children care about the holiday. And, like, that's how it spreads, Um, kind of. And I think... Yes, and I'll, uh, I'll talk about that with my history thing for this episode. I'm going to guess you have something about the origins of the holiday. (laughs) You may say that. (laughs) But... Like, so I I believe, and I'm not sure going back, but I know, like, my mother got Hanukkah presents, mm-hmm. and I know my uncles did, too, and stuff. I don't know if, like, my grandfather did, but it could be at a certain point if all the Christian kids are getting, you know, presents, you feel left out. Maybe they're like, oh, we can do a Hanukkah present tonight. I'm not sure when that became a thing. I think Christmas has kind of permeated all aspects of American society. It's not just a Christian thing. That's the thing. Christmas is a secular holiday now. At this point. Um, Like, my family, we never celebrated Easter, but we celebrated Christmas every year. Right. I got Hanukkah presents, good presents, eight days, eight, like, nights. Mm -hmm. And then on Christmas, you know, Santa would come and we would get presents, and it was fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. I got a shitload of presents in December. I've celebrated- it's my favorite time of the year. I celebrated Hanukkah with you once, I believe. Maybe more than Oh, once. you were there when we sacrificed the goat. I was, yeah. It, and it was uncomfortable. <laughs> no, we were light, they were lighting the menorah. And they were, uh, yeah. I think they were speaking a little Hebrew, like a prayer almost. Yeah, yeah, you say the prayer and, uh, in front of the I candles. didn't know what they were saying, and I was very uncomfortable. I'll tell you this. <laughs> I don't know what we're saying either. <laughs> I don't think most I Jews wanted know. to ask you that, and that you just answered my question. <laughs> I, I've been to a Seder once on Passover. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's just reading from the book. Nobody knows what the book says. Well, <laughs> the book we have on Passover actually has the translation. Oh, yeah, your version? Really? Your it, copy? So it has, like, the, the Hebrew next to it it has the hebrew phonetically so like even if you don't speak hebrew or like you're able to read it that's like when you get those editions of shakespeare books that have the actual play and then like the modern version of so you can understand it where it's romeo's like yo juliet sup (laughs) (laughs) get down here get off your fucking balcony (laughs) now you had to read from that to like to do uh, a couple of different things like uh Oh, my bar mitzvah, your, your bar mitzvah, I cheated. Mitzvah, you cheated? Okay. You cheated I was, was going to say, do you remember like any Hebrew or anything like that? The only thing of Hebrew I remember is I know the Hanukkah prayer because you would do it eight days a night, and I wanted to know it because- <laughs> Eight days a night. Sorry. Crazy. Eight days a week, I meant. <laughs> I need you. Ain't got nothing but love, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you do that eight nights a year, and, like, you, you're excited about it because you're a kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the only one that I really know. Are and there like, rules to the dreidel game? There are. What they are, I couldn't fucking tell you. Mm. I have no clue think, what they are. I think it's matching. I No, it's like... I think it's like you spin it, and if you get one thing, you lose, and it's like almost like a rock paper scissor. I think, I have no fucking clue how it works. Are you talking about your ass? Or you have some notion of this? No, I know there's like a betting aspect to it. Betting? Yeah, it's like so. Like we have like the gelt or the coins or whatever, mm-hmm. and we would put like a wager down, and like if I get like one of them, it beats another symbol. I think. Ah. I'm really not sure. Like I've spun a dreidel, but we never like. Yeah, so the dreidel game's confusing. <laughs> right. I don't really don't really get it. But I fucking love Christmas. Christmas rules. Now Steve has experienced a Christmas commute with me to work. Cause do you remember last December? Yeah. What was it like for you? So last December I uh I I needed some rides to work. I didn't have a car. And Brian warns me, he's like, Listen, I'm telling you now before you, you get in this car, I love Christmas music. And I'm thinking Dude, no, 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 <laughs> let me explain. And I'm thinking, all right, sure, whatever. He'll play like a Christmas song or two. He played a Christmas soundtrack of the 100 top Christmas songs every day to and from work, which is about 45 minutes. It's yeah, like, but, it's, but it's 100 songs. So there's no way he could have heard them all. So he just. No, he did because this lasted the entire month. Oh, so you heard the same shit. It, Every goes, it goes from the second, from Black Friday, so from the clock striking midnight on Thanksgiving until <laughs> I actually go until January 1st now. I only listen to Christmas music. What? He's a psychopath. Why would you do this? You're torturing yourself. I love it. I had to block it out. I, I had lo- to like block it out, yeah. otherwise I would have like killed him. I would be like, Steve, it's this one, and like I'm all excited. At first, I was excited too. I'm like, wow, I haven't heard this song in a while. But after like three weeks, you're like, please, God, kill me. I think this is why he bought his car. He's What's like, your got- favorite Christmas song? Well, we already know. I mean, the listeners don't, but my favorite Christmas song is "Same Old Lang Syne" by Dan yes, Fogelberg. We knew this. <laughs> yes, I did know that. You you specifically trick us into hearing the song a lot. I will tell you on my big Christmas playlist. Big Christmas playlist. Yeah, it has like like three hundred songs. I have. You have the Jethro Tull Christmas album on there. Oh which fuck is yeah, my favorite. Yeah, I have that on there. <laughs> but I have the Dan Fogelberg album. Like that song, I have it on there like twenty times. So I get the max amount of Fogelberg from November to January. There was one time he called me over. He might have called you over at this time too. Oh yeah. And he goes, he "I got to show it. you this new video." Well, that I, I, made. I guess we no. should explain this. Right? Brian yes. had a thing. He still does. Yeah. Oh, he, it's coming. He put that song on one day, one year. This was many years ago. And Beaver and I hated it. Absolutely despised the song. Thought it was one of the worst things we'd ever heard. Brian then made it his mission that every year around Christmas time, he tricks us in new and exciting ways into listening to the song. So what did you do? So my favorite was I I just got the first cut of my movie. Right. The Uninvited Guest. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, guys, you got to come over and watch it. And I'm all excited. And they're like, okay. And they come over. And I put it in the DVD player disc. And I put it in. And I just ripped the YouTube video of same old Lang Syne. And it was good. It started playing. And they were like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, I do have the movie. But first we're doing this. It was brilliant. What movie is that, by the way? It was brilliant. The Uninvited Guest. Oh. Yeah. What's that again? 
The Uninvited Guest on Amazon Prime. All right. Yeah. All right. Check it out. <laughs> also check out Same Old Lang Syne by Dan Fogelberg, the greatest <laughs> great Christmas song, song ever song. written. By the way, Dan Fogelberg, Jew? Sounds like it. Well, let's give that a check. Is it a Christmas song, though? It's a New Year's song. The snow is falling. On Christmas Eve, okay. Yeah, it's a Christmas song. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But that doesn't mean he's Christian. Or is that anything. the one where he gets drunk? <laughs> yes. Yeah. In the in the he drink he drinks and drives in the store. And we want into the yeah. Store. yeah, he picks up a girl at the grocery store, and then proceeds to like. We sing a toast to innocence. Yes. We sing. They have a reckless Yeah, night. I know it now because I heard it 95 times last year. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, like, live versions In fact, at this shit. point, it got it, it got to the point where it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome. Like, I actually like it. To like it. I like it now. Yeah. I know you like it, too. <laughs> I, you got me. You got you. You converted me. You hear it now, and like, and, and I have like fond memories of like yeah. fun now. Now, is it because you like it, or is it because you heard it so much that like you can't deal with the torture and you just trick yourself into liking it? it? I, he's you tricked know? me into yeah. liking it. It's that. Yeah, because I don't want to feel like pain I think anymore. of the time, and it's like, all right, I don't want to feel pain anymore. Let me just like it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Christmas song? Aside from stuff off the Jethro Tull Christmas yeah, album, like traditional ones that normal people would know, I do like all like the religious ones, like oh, okay. Silent Night, Silent Night, okay. the best one. Down That's on your knees. That is the best. What's your yeah. favorite fa like uh, fun one? I like the one. Okay, TSO. TSO. Trans Siberian Orchestra, right? No, it's like a classical song. It's not. He's right. Rock inversion. It's it's Carol the Bells. It's Carol of the Bells. Carol the Bells. Yeah. The Marillion version. Oh, I love that one. That was great. Version's great. Yes. What about um Stevie Wonder? What about uh But wait, really, what's her it's, name? it's first known oh. in Brooklyn off the Jethro Tull. <laughs> wait, no. Know what about Stevie, um, Stevie Wonder? Garrett Peavy? Who's that? Uh Hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, I recently found a love for that in like the last 2 years. Did I show you that? You did, and then I forgot it ever existed and then my wife reintroduced me to it <laughs> and I realized it's amazing. Because the little girl, I like the way she has crash my eyes. <laughs> it's fun. It's very fun. And I don't know why hippos need a massage. Well, hippos kill more people than like any it's other. It's the most animal. dangerous animal on earth. On earth, yeah. Yes. Besides like humans. Yeah, like you <laughs> like, kick a lion's ass. Yeah, the most that dangerous thing kills game. people mm. like constantly, and uh, you're getting one for Christmas. Yes. What's your favorite Christmas? Stevie song? Wonder. Well, oh, well, I love Silent Night. Silent okay. Night is the what's, song. What's the Stevie Wonder one? Candles burning low, lots of mistletoe. Oh. I don't know the name of the song. Lots of snow. That one I always no. have fond memories of uh. because of the montage we did yeah. for our favorite Christmas short we ever did Yeah. called Yitzhak the Jew Who Saves Christmas. <laughs> You're doing this. What? You're going to tell the world about this fucking thing. You're going to put it on like in the internet, aren't you? You're going to show it. <laughs> I was not I was not going to post it. First off, it's on the internet, right? It's still No, there. it's it's, uh, oh, it was taken it's down? unlisted. Oh, it's unlisted. Oh. Yeah. Brian wrote one of the most unfunny scripts of all time. It's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely terrible. And he made me star a Santa Claus in it. An Italian Santa Claus. That's right. You were good by the way. You were really good. You were good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Top-notch work. And every year he puts it up on Facebook and he tags me in it. And I'm very embarrassed by it because it's so bad. I think I honestly don't think he wants it to make it. I think he made it to embarrass you. No, I want He puts it up to embarrass me. No, I think he that was his goal no. all along. I thought I was making something good. 
But the real goal was to learn to green ski green. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> Which I think we can agree it paid off. Yeah, you know That's what? true. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stepping stone to where we are today. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked out. But most of the thing is unredeemable garbage. The only thing I do like is that, that last montage, montage at, the at the end. I think that's legitimately I'm proud of that. good. I'm yeah. proud of that. We did yeah. good there. Like, that's good and it's fun. And, like, we had our own little shared universe in our shorts. Yes. And, like, it is a very nice end to that, like, period of filmmaking. That's true. For us, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad it exists. All, all the, the bullshit aside, I'm glad that that's out, that, that, that it, we have it. You yeah, know, it's, it's a, nice. It's right. a story. It's a story. I'm, maybe we'll cut the end. Like just the montage, and we'll you put, put that on, up. The, on the gram. Yeah, we'll put a up lot the of it's montage. not going to make sense, but we could do it. Yeah, yeah just you like know, him no they shirt could, on. They could see what <laughs> talking about. You have no shirt on in that. Yeah, oh, do you I? do. Yes. Yeah, with the giant, giant rubber dildo. <laughs> it gets fun. Yeah. Do you know what happened to the dildo? No, I shoved it up my ass. No, I uh, before or after he I, was doing I, the I, scene. <laughs> I autographed it and gave it to your cousin. What? I think I knew that. She won a contest. That's right. Because every one of our shorts had a subtle Marillion reference. And I was like, if you could spot the Marillion reference in this, you uh, get a signed prop. Wow. A signed prop. And, and of course, that. it's the dildo. It's the classic 10 inch. Yeah. The Don uh, Don Johnson. I wonder if she still has it or if it's just like thrown out somewhere. Yes. I think it's on her mantle. Uh, no, that's a Christmas highly, topper, right? I highly doubt <laughs> She has a family now. They put it on the tree. Yeah, she has two children now. <laughs> yeah. I don't think like, she's got the classic 10 just out on display. They're like, look. With Brian's is, name on it. Yeah. This was given to me by <laughs> by someone who has a shitty podcast. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, guys. Uh, we just had Thanksgiving. How was your uh, meals? Were they good? <laughs> On October 26th. We were just watching The Witch. It was very Christmassy. Yeah. I, it was loved a it. I love that movie. It was good. But you never I saw it before, right? No, I never saw it. I loved it. But it's not a Christmas movie. No, it's not. We shouldn't be talking about it. No, that. no. It's good. What, what, well, did, what one, did you bring? Did well, you bring hold on. Here? Thanksgiving just happened, right? I suppose yeah. it did. And I did. And yeah. one, one of my favorite traditions uh, I do every year, and I wanted to get Are you your going, thoughts. Oh. oh, yes, yes. That's, that's okay. a good tradition. Go ahead. So every year on Thanksgiving, I call all my friends. You really are a man, a creature of habit. You I, have, like, rituals that you have to just do. I don't, yeah. I don't have to do it. I like to do it right. because I feel... <laughs> No, no, I'm, and I'm serious. I feel he like can stop when he wants to. He's not. Yeah, a yeah. no. I, I think those things. It's not a problem. It's once, not a problem. Once they die, they're never coming back. And we're all glad that they exist. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It gives. Oh, yeah. It's like a uniting thing amongst like the friend group. You right. know. Yes. Definitely. Yes. So every year, I call up um, my friends in a panic. And I'm like, I, I, I fucked up, man. I fucked up real bad. Why? What, what happened, Brian? I, I was stuffing the turkey, and, and my family came down, and they caught me. Oh, yeah, so what? You're just helping out. What's the big deal? I wasn't using my hand. I was using my penis. Oh, no. And, and it's always some variation of me fucking a turkey. <laughs> and I call all my friends and make the same stupid joke. He does it at dinner time. For like too. 15 yes. years. <laughs> well, it's so this is my tradition. Right after I eat my meal, before dessert, I go and I sit on my mother's staircase. 
and I call all my friends for like an hour <laughs> telling them that I fucked a turkey. I expect it every year. And if it doesn't come, I'm worried. Like if like one time it came really late and I was like, I, I didn't think it was coming. Mm. One year I did it back to him. I, I, I usually am not ready for it. And then when I see the call, it's like, oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. It's a surprise. <laughs> I know someone that I didn't call and they got upset. Oh, yeah? Yeah. They, well, I guess we're not saying it. Well, I'll them. say it. I'll you just cut it. them. Yeah, of course. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. So the next year, I made sure to call them. I don't you want did. anybody upset. Yeah, of course. But it's it's like a long list, yeah. and it's the same joke. And it now, seems to get longer every year. It changes. As you, you, know. as you acquire <laughs> new people. Yeah, as more people come into <laughs> the If we do a Patreon and people pay. Oh, my God. Can we have you <laughs> personally do this for, like, a thousand people? I would fucking love that. <laughs> We're so popular. Like, I'm just all Thanksgiving. Hello. Nine hours. <laughs> yeah, I, I fucked a turkey. <laughs> like, there's just no more, like, set up. Hey, it's Brian. I fucked a turkey. Click. <laughs> That would be good. <laughs> Press one if you would like the setup. <laughs> oh, God it's damn. a robo. Yeah. Oh, boy, you're going to regret this one day, Bob. <laughs> Get 10,000 people who want it. <laughs> a week straight of phone calls. <laughs> I would just extend it over the Christmas season, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> Maybe even Halloween. <laughs> I was carving the pumpkin. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, fun little thing in our friend group. Oh, yeah. So, it. Steve, yeah. what what are you bringing to us today? All right. So, for the holiday season, obviously we're sticking to that theme. And as you know, in my house, if you've ever been there, I like to decorate it. Like, in my old family's house, you would walk inside and outside. It would have a lot of decorations, a lot of really traditional Your family, Christmas. the neighbors must have hated you guys. No, they loved it. Because they loved it. on Halloween, Steve's house would turn into like an oh, actual yeah. haunted house where like people would walk through like the yard and stuff oh, yeah. and they would Chaos. raise money for like UNICEF and shit <laughs> and they would donate money. Yeah. I, and I dressed up like a ghoul once with Steve. Uh -huh. We'd and scare people. If you look on our Instagram page, you will see like thousands of pictures of Steve in various makeups. <laughs> I believe most well, of those some are of from them. there. Yeah. No, no. That was actually me going to Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. So I would go to Halloween Horror Nights and I would get my face painted and I'd walk around and people would like accidentally get scared. Like they turn around not expecting like a ghoul and I would be there that without makeup. To me in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk around like, ah, it's a ghoul. <laughs> no, but uh, not quite ghoulish. Yeah, your family always, always went all out. Always, always go all out. And I, I kind of try to stick to that today. I have a smaller place, but I still decorate inside my house and I have some Christmas themes. Every April 20th. You really didn't want to be there. <laughs> anyway, um, so I I was looking around. The Bob Marley would play for no, hours. Not that one. <laughs> the other April uh -oh. 20th. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> so I would look around, and I'd see these colors, and I thought, you know what I want to know about? I want to know where those colors came from. Why is the like, red and green? The red, the green, and the white. What what is this? Why is that like? Why are stockings that color? Why is Santa that color? Why is so? I did a little bit of digging, and Ooh. I found out why. This is exciting. Okay, and I think that it kind of makes sense. Can I guess the green dollar no, dollar bills? You can't guess anything. 
No, um, they're ideal, right? So this is due to two things. One, the Romans. Always. Always the fucking Always. Romans. Always comes back to the two, Romans. Two, capitalism. Is that the green? Green. Nope. <laughs> and you're going you're gonna to know. So let's start with the Romans, and then we'll okay. get into capitalism. So the Romans, and we'll, we're going to talk about the main thing that is red and green, holly. So if you don't know, if maybe those are unaware, it's the dark green plant with the little red berries, the sharp leaves, right? Yes. Blooms in the winter. In the winter, all year round. It right. survives. Yes. Right? Isn't holly toxic? You can't eat it. No. Not toxic. Really? Can you no. eat holly? Yeah. I believe so. Isn't it like sharp? I know you can definitely. Well, you're not going to eat the them. fucking leaves. <laughs> it's berries, dude. Berries in what else? Cream. Oh. <laughs> well, because it it survived all year round, mm-hmm. it represented eternal life. Listeners, I want to say this real quick: do not eat the holly. Eat the holly. <laughs> eat the holly. <laughs> the berries are poisonous to yeah. people and pets. I think I knew that. <laughs> well, they would use it for two things, mainly the Romans. That is. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least at that time, to ward off witches. Sure. I mean, that's good. And to ward off lightning. Both very reasonable things to do with Holly. Yes. Reasonable <laughs> things because scientists discovered that Holly's a natural conductor and it protects other objects like a lightning rod. Oh, really? Uh-huh. So, wait, this actually worked? This actually worked. It actually prevented These lightning. Backwards ass people. And it also <laughs> had. <laughs> trees up. It also worked. had. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, around this time, I don't know. I, I'm not a botanist. I can't tell you if it was poisonous back then. Maybe it evolved to be poisonous. Wait, what maybe. about mistletoe? Mistletoe grows from shit. It's a shit twig. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you I'm talking sure about, I'm it's Brian? just a piece of holly, too. No, no, it grows from, like, feces, <laughs> and it's it's highly toxic. That's psilocybin. No, no, I'm serious. <laughs> what is he talking about? I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know. He's it's cra- a plant, bro. I don't know if plant grows from shit. Grows from shit. Dude, dude. Why, is there sh- why is there shit twigs? Yeah, what is a shit twig? It's a shit twig, dude. It's a shit twig. Hold on. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> Pliny the Elder recommended to keep holly in your houses all year round. Okay. Because it has some medicinal properties to cure fevers and cough and stuff like that. I don't know how they prepared it. They probably made it in a, a way that's not toxic, which, right. is say, which is why I said, yeah, you can totally eat it because he said so. Meanwhile, right. it, it might have been a completely different plant altogether. Pliny. Pliny the Elder, Wait, yes. Genem's looking at me. It's not a shit twig? No, it's just a small I, piece of I holly, remember dude. that from like an early Tell Him Steve Dave Christmas special. Yes. So the druids yes. liked it. Hold because on. Yes. You want to get on mic and say that? No. Okay. So, so the druids <laughs> liked it because it could grow high up. Right. It is highly toxic, though, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it has some medicinal properties if prepared correctly, apparently, because that's what Pliny the Elder said. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just to have it in your house for detoxifying the air. What's his name? You know. Pliny the Pliny Elder. Pliny the Elder. I say it or wrong. Pliny. All the time. Yeah, both are correct. Right. So right. That's from Batman and, and Robin. Well, I don't know if they if the listeners heard it, so you got to say it. I don't know what he said. I can't remember. Mistletoe, mistletoe is deadly if you eat it. Mistletoe is deadly if you eat it. But a kiss, but a kiss is even deadlier. Or something if like. you mean it. If you, if you mean, mean it. it. Yeah, oh. that's Poison Ivy said yes, that. That's yeah. right. After she snuck into the city wearing those great disguises. Catwoman said it. Sorry. Oh, it was yes. Catwoman and Batman Returns. That's why we didn't know it immediately. Right. I would have I been able to recite it if it was Batman and Robin. They're the best Batman. I agree. <laughs> Lady Fiends. <laughs> As I told Lady Freeze. <laughs> so wait, what's this guy's name? Pliny the Elder. Pliny the Elder. He's oh, a, I love the album about Roman him. Roman 
that philosopher. The elder. The elder, yes. Mm. Roman philosopher. I believe it was a commander, a naval commander, a historian. He's a a long list of things, and he recommends it to keep it in your house all year round. Under the mistletoe. That's a joke for three people. (laughs) (laughs) Killing it. So once once Christianity spread, the berries represented the blood of Christ because those sharp leaves reminded you of the crown of thorns. thorns. So that was now became a, a traditional plant for Christianity. Uh-huh. But the colors of Christmas were not set in stone just yet. So red and green didn't represent Christmas at the time. Uh-huh. What was it, black and yellow? It was actually yellow? not set up until much later. So, if you know about Christmas in the Middle Ages, it was very similar to what the Romans were celebrating. Saturnalia. Saturnalia. Yeah. Right? Can you tell us about that? Do you know a little bit about that, or should I give yeah, you Yeah, what's Saturnalia? It's like a feast and celebration of Saturn. Yeah. It is a big feast. It's actually... Um, Seven also celebrates the, God, the solstice. Sol- celebrates yes. the solstice, right? But it was a time of more so debauchery and gluttony than it was giving and right. religious stuff. So it was more like, here's some gifts. I'm going to hang a wreath over your neck. We're going to overindulge in feasting and Bacchus. have sex. And it's it's going to be brutal. It was commonplace to be debaucherous around Christmas time. Hold on. I am vindicated on shit twig. Why? You're, is it shit twig? Mistle is the Anglo-Saxon word for dung. Mistle. Mistle. Not mistletoe? No, (laughs) mistletoe is M-I-S-T-E-L. It's not mistle like what Rush is going to drop on us. (laughs) Merry Christmas. What are you saying? Yeah, you got to get to the point. Mistletoe. Yeah. Means dung twig. But that doesn't mean it's from dung. That's just... It's 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 called a shit twig. (laughs) It's a shit twig. doesn't mean it grows from shit, Brian. I'm not saying it grows from shit, but the name you of did it. Say you that. did say that. No, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Um, so it was a time of debauchery, right? So much so that... Bacchus it- drowns more men than Neptune. <laughs> did you know that? No. <laughs> but Boston bed Christmas from 1659 to 1681 for that reason. It was really? debaucherous. Yeah. Your, your history you, is overlapping with mine. No, I, I'm done with that now. Okay. I'm done good. with that now. So, yeah, they banned it. Back the fuck off. So, when it came back, it was, it, it, was it the came band, more religious. It, it was a more religious thing, especially because of the Dutch. A lot more Dutch came over, and Christmas was a lot more religious from that. But in the United States. In the United States. When you think of St. Nicholas from that, because it was Dutch, you immediately think of the red and white suit. Right? Isn't St. Nicholas Russian? Am I wrong in that? No. Sinterklaas. He's yeah. Dutch. He's Dutch. Sinterklaas. Yeah. yeah. He's Dutch. But you think red and white suit, right? That's like the common sure, thing yeah. you see. Right. But realistically, up until the 1930s, you could kind of wear anything for Santa. Mm-hmm. A blue, gold, green, or purple robe. Coca-Cola took care of that. Coca-Cola in the 1930s decides to do oh. a giant campaign and make everything their colors, red and white. So the commercialization of Santa happened, thus creating the classic symbolism? The classic symbolism, not only in the Santa outfit, but our stockings. Because stockings, what the Dutch would do is put out their their clogs or their shoes with carrots to feed the reindeer of Santa. Hmm. But now it's, oh, there's going to be food in your stocking, we're going to put it on a wall, and it's red and white for Coca-Cola. Because Coca-Cola is red and white. The the (laughs) pre- commercialization Santa was probably closer to like the ghost of Christmas present in uh, 
Yes. Yeah. Right? Very know much me so. Yes. Man. Yes, that guy. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was so interesting that a company just changed the face of Christmas forever. Right. Like I thought that was awesome. I didn't know. I didn't know that. And that makes so much sense now. Everything's red and white. And yeah, you associate it with Coca-Cola. Yep. And it's really the first wave of true advertising, right? Oh, the Coca-Cola truck, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, that, like, Coca-Cola, you don't realize how much shit they've affected by just being a giant corporation. They are one of, and for a long time, probably were the number one largest corporation in the world. Oh, yeah, definitely. In America, probably, for in the sure. world. And that's yeah. the first <laughs> message from our sponsors, Coke. We're gonna- <laughs> wow, that'd be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, I would kill for that Coke. Just give me free soda. Somebody- Please. <laughs> you drink a lot of soda? Do Dude, yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, real quick. It's like asking, does, <laughs> does, does a fish swim? Yeah. <laughs> I only drink soda. I had to talk to him because I was worried about him. Because yeah. <laughs> he drank so much soda. I drink like none. Like I, you, drink you never lot, have. You, you drink no. a lot more coffee, if anything. Coffee. Yeah, coffee yeah, and coffee. water. That's do it. you remember when we worked together at Applebee's, what I would do with my soda cup? No. You don't remember? No. So w- when we worked in a to-go room, there was like a little shelf under like the register and like employees could fill up like a cup with soda and leave it there. And every day when I left the shift, I would furious. <laughs> it's coming back to you. <laughs> I would leave my thing of soda because Anthony would usually close. <laughs> And I would leave the thing of soda, and it would infuriate him. Yes. And every day he would text me, "Please put your fucking soda away when you leave." And I would it's never so do gross. it. Like I, I just touch somebody else's drink. I just knew it would bother you, so that's <laughs> why I did it. Scumbag. That's terrible. Wow, I forgot. I like forgot that ever happened. That was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. Now, now we and the listeners know why uh, we have red, green, white as Christmas colors. Loved it. Yeah. All interesting, right? right? So, Anthony, what do you got? It's my turn? Yep. Okay. I have a story. Ooh. Of a girl named Brady? Maybe, maybe slightly um, uplifting. Okay. Slightly. I like uplifting. Yeah. I don't want too uplifting, though. Don't make me feel too good. Just well, there's slightly. Nazis, so. Oh, good. <laughs> that should bring down something. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to get too high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> don't be too happy here. So, Fritz Vinken. Vinken. Fritz Vinken. And his mother, Fritz Vinken, is oh, a twelve-year-old boy, twelve-year-old German boy, living in the Hertken Forest in the Ardennes. Oh God, okay. Hertken. was it the Ardennes? Oh no, yes. <laughs> Christmas Eve, nineteen forty-four. Oh that, no, that sounds like a good time. He's in the woods. He's no. probably safe. No, no, it's not a good time. It's only oh, no? one of the largest battles to ever take place. It's like the bloodiest <laughs> battle in history. <laughs> so, the Battle of the Bulge. The Germans have gone on a last dish of That's what I call my battle with my weight loss. <laughs> the battle of the bulge. I call mine the battle of fixing my pants. <laughs> I'm trans now. <laughs> and when I put on my uh, lady attire, I have a battle with my bulge. <laughs> um, yes, so battle of the bulge. Fritz and his mom live in the forest in a cabin in like a... Oh, yeah, I mean the cabin. Exactly. They must sound like (laughs) that. Yeah, they sound just like that. Um, One Christmas Eve, his mother is preparing supper, and there is a knock at the door. And his mom looks outside, and it is three Americans. Two of them standing upright. The other one is clearly wounded and lying in the snow. Okay. Oh, boy. 
and she We is, haven't seen a woman in months. She, <laughs> I'm, You're going to watch, Fritz. I don't know oh. if they're 1930s prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Carl Panzrand. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Hello, Fritz. <laughs> I didn't know this was a jolly story. Oh, okay. um, spooky one. Yeah. It's so she's worried jolly. about what these guys are going to do. They want to come in out of the cold. And she figures better to let them in than face the wrath if she doesn't let them in. They may burn down the house or shoot them or do something yeah. terrible. What so, are they, Nazis? What are, you talking, what are you talking about? She's a patriotic German woman. Yeah. And these people are invading her country. Well, <laughs> they're liberating. Liberating, yeah. Okay. We're, we're exporting <laughs> freedom and democracy. Yeah. Uh, so she takes them in and... Turns out that one of them can speak some French. So she sure she. is lucky they're not Russian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of bridges the language barrier. She lets them uh, rip up one of her bed sheets to try and heal the wounds on the wounded man. Okay. And begins to cook dinner. A few minutes later, there's another knock at the door. This time, Germans. She goes outside and there's four Germans. Oh, oh. fuck! <laughs> oh, uh, the Americans have been lost in the woods, separated from the unit for three days. Oh, oh God. They're tired. They're hungry. They're fucked up. They're they're in bad shape. Germans are in a very similar boat. She goes out. She talks to them. The guy in charge politely asks her if they can come in. She says, you can come in, but you have to take your weapons and leave them in a pile out here. So they... Like, okay. They're like, sure. You're a good German woman. Right. They're happy to oblige. It's only after they agree to this that she <laughs> informs them there are other guests inside the house. And... They, she tells them they're Americans and they're in there. So now, before she lets them go inside, she goes back inside and she tells the Americans, you need to hand over your weapons right now. And they're in no position to really protest. She, they don't know the Germans are out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she, they hand over their weapons and she tells them there will be no fighting tonight. There'll be no shooting. So she lets the Germans come in. We are going to have a Christmas party. No way. So the four Germans, three Americans, Fritz and his mom sit down and have a Christmas dinner together. And there's a lot of tension. Untaden, Bob. There's a lot of like <laughs> weird stares and. But it turns out one of the Germans was in medical school before the war, so he goes over and he patches up the wounded American guy. Wow. Yes. And they all sleep in the cabin overnight. So now the next morning, they're both going their separate ways. The Germans actually give the Americans some pointers on how to get back to their lines. They know where it is. And they warn them that the Germans had actually overtaken this town that they were heading for and not to go there. So they actually saved their lives. Really? Yes. Huh. Oh, we already won that. And both sides go their separate ways and leave each other in peace. Okay. So now the war ends. Fritz's mother dies sometime in the 1960s. Okay. So she lived... Quite some time. Yeah. Okay. The house Fritz has the, the since, house survived the battle? I don't know. Fritz it has since like it, moved yeah. to Hawaii. What? Fritz, <laughs> oh, I saw the movie. Fritz goes Hawaiian. Hawaiian style. Yeah. yeah. Look at me. I'm <laughs> anti-surfboard. It's crazy. <laughs> Fritz, adult Fritz. There are no Jews in Hawaii. <laughs> I love it here. Red, white, and... We get sad. Red, white, and black Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Fritz wants to find He's on the surfboard. <laughs> any of the soldiers that he ate dinner with that night 
and he begins to spread this story around. He tells it to like newspapers and things like that. It actually goes to Ronald, gets up to Ronald Reagan when he's president. Oh wow! And he, you know, the, the story gets around. Like reporters report on this and stuff. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing story so far. Yeah. Finally, in 1995, Fritz's story gets portrayed on an episode of the television program Unsolved Mysteries with dramatic reenactments and all of that. And was that hosted by William Frakes? No, it was hosted. <laughs> that's that's Ripley's Believe It or Not. Yeah. We made it up. Uh, no, that's fact or fiction. <laughs> Facts or fiction. Yes. Uh, Wait, who hosted Unsolved Mysteries? Because oh, uh, I used to Conrad, watch that show. Robert Con- uh, it's a famous name. You, I forget his fucking name. He's an airplane. Leslie Nielsen? No, not no, Leslie. no. <laughs> Look it up. John Cosgrove? No. Robert Stack? Robert Stack. And then that, uh, that guy with the... Uh, get him is talking what, Wait, what'd you say? Dennis Farina, yes, Dennis Farina. No, but this was a Robert Stack episode. Okay. Uh, 1995. A guy in a nursing home sees the the episode and realizes that the guy that one of his patients living in the in the nursing home Wait, they get they get um unsolved mysteries in Argentina? <laughs> this is in Maryland. Uh, okay. <laughs> that one of his patients, a guy by the name of Ralph Blank, has a similar story that he's heard several times. He's always saying, what's up, Doc? He won't shut up. And it turns out that it is the guy. It's one of the men. Wow. And they meet up, and they have a reunion. And it's a very nice story. Him and So the American meets up with Fritz. Wow. Yes. And All the sh- Germans, I guess we can presume, are dead. I would assume so. I'd like to think so. If they were at, <laughs> if they were at Hurtgen, there's a good chance a good they're chance. dead. <laughs> there's a lot of blood. <laughs> they made that into a movie. They did? Yeah. I didn't know that. That was one of the movies that I thought we could do for this, and I was shot down. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not doing that. (laughs) Well, good. I told the story here. Uh Yeah. (laughs) We'll do it later. (laughs) We'll do it live. Fuck it. (laughs) So that's my story. Okay, that's nice. It was nice, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's an uplifting story. You hear a lot about that around Christmas time. Did you notice that? That's weird, right? People are in a mood. They want to... Have brotherhood and togetherness. The thing that bonds will towards men. No, it does. It's interesting that that story is kind of like a continuous thing you hear about. It's It's the feeling of the season. Yeah. Go ahead, brain. What do you got? I actually got two things. Okay. One of them is like kind of a. They're both kind of people and kind of things. This one isn't so much Christmas as it's like the history of a Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. So, are you guys familiar with Ruth? Sorry, <clears throat> Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes, yeah. yes, you've heard yeah. of her, right? Yes, yes. So, RBG, the greatest person who ever lived, was a <laughs> she was a feminist icon, yeah. a leader, yeah. a hero. Yes, this doesn't have anything yeah. to do with Christmas, but we all just she need. She rode to... on the back of the bus mm-hmm. and then went to the front <laughs> of the bus. Oh wait, no, that wasn't her. Look, we just need to take a moment of silence for the notorious RBG. Yeah. <laughs> we all got our RBG shirts on. <laughs> I wear the same glasses she does, but I don't have an eyesight problem. So we're doing Ruth Graves Wakefield. Have you ever heard of this person? Not familiar. No. 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 I know Tim Wakefield. 
Tim Wakefield? Yeah, what can you tell me about Tim Through Wakefield? Through the knuckleball. For the oh, Red shit! <laughs> yeah. Damn right he did. Holy shit, I can't <laughs> believe you knew that. I love Tim Wakefield. You do? Of course I do. He's a Red Sox. He you beat- like the Red Sox? <laughs> I'm a Mets fan. Of course I like the Red Sox. <laughs> they stick it to the Yankees. I know he's a real pain in the ass in Ken Griffey Jr.'s baseball for the N64. <laughs> oh, yeah? That's the only reason yes. why you know him. That's why I know yes. <laughs> He was on the Red Sox team that won the World Series when they came back from 3 nothing to beat 2004. the 2004. 2004, yeah. I didn't know that. I figured he would have been retired by then. No, because your knuckleballers don't expend their arms, so they can have really long careers. Really? Yeah. Because the throwing mechanics are different than, like, a regular baseball, mm-hmm. where, like, a regular baseball, you're really, like, torquing your arm and your shoulder, and you're trying to get heat. They're, like, pushing the ball almost and gripping it with their knuckles, and that difference in motion, like, l- makes their arms last. Do you think he was good at throwing snowballs? Oh, he probably was nasty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name the last, like, successful knuckleball pitcher? No. He was a Met. No, I can't. R.A. Dickey. Does that okay. mean they were successful if they were a Met? Because I feel like the Mets are not as successful. Yeah, he team. didn't win any World yeah, Series. How is that successful? He did not win a <laughs> he did not win a World Series. He won a Cy Young Award. Oh. And then he went to the World Series, I believe, as a Toronto Blue Jay. Oh, uh-huh. so he was successful. Okay. Yeah, he's a he was a really good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Who was that guy with one hand? Oh, the Hook. one he threw a no hitter. Yeah. He was on Boy Meets World. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> Jim <Hook>. something. <laughs> Caviezel. It was Jim Caviezel. Jim Abbott. Jim Abbott. Hey, Abbott. <laughs> he had a box in the bullpen full of scorpions, and if he pissed them off, he would throw you in it. Boo box. <laughs> <laughs> so Ruth Graves Wakefield has invented something that I know I'm a fan of. I assume you guys like. Gay pornography? Yes. Sp- spooky times? <laughs> uh, yeah. And I know Santa Claus loves it. Kids? <laughs> yes, yeah, she invented childbirth. <laughs> She is Eve. <laughs> Onto her was born Cain and Abel. <laughs> and apparently a sister and incest is how we are all here. <laughs> yeah, that's the story. Sounds, sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> but she invented the chocolate chip cookie. I like chocolate chips. Yeah. Where are you at with chocolate chip Dude, cookies? It's... It's godsend. It's the best cookie, right? Can we all agree? Yeah, that's. that's it's I had a black question. and white cookie yeah. on the way here. It was pretty goddamn good. Well, I'll give you an upset stomach. That is true. <laughs> yeah. As Jerry Seinfeld taught right. us. Look to the cookie. Look to the cookie. Mm. <laughs> Chocolate chip cookies are versatile. Yeah, it's probably good. the finest cookie. It's yeah. the best cookie. It's the best, yeah. So, what year do you think the chocolate chip cookie was invented? I mean, it, it, at least 30 years ago. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Perhaps more than that. <laughs> it was around when I was around, so it's got to be. I know I'm right. Um, I'm going to... Let's think about this for a second. Okay. You need the chocolate chip. I think the chip is the key ingredient here that probably didn't exist many, many years ago, right? So let's say... Chocolate's been around a long time. Too. I think yeah. you need mass production for the chocolate chip cookie. I'm going to go 1885. Am I close? Steve, would you like to proffer a guess? 1905. Steve is the closest without going over. Mm. The chocolate chip cookie <laughs> is not even 100 years old. Wow. It is a relatively new culinary so delight. That was, was pretty close. <laughs> what year was it? 
1930. Okay. Wow. Right. It's a young cookie. It's a it's a young it's a young man's cookie. Right. Yeah. But I think we can agree it's a Hall of Famer early mm. into its cookie career. Yes. I mean, imagine cookies before that. They were probably garbage. Well, you get like the bullshit Italian cookies. It's the Sandy Koufax. You bite your tongue. <laughs> Look, I, I like I love Italian food. My wife's Italian, but the Italian pastries, cannolis are good. But the the actual cookies. The dry ones. They suck. We're not talking it's about like the ones with sand. the fruit. Yeah. This fucking guy. Because he eats them wrong. He doesn't know how to eat them. He's standing right. here telling us biscotti ain't good. Yeah, like a it's fucking not. joke. Biscott. He doesn't even know if what biscotti is. If I put is. a plate of biscott out and a plate of chocolate chip cookies, the chocolate chip cookies are going like that. I'm letting you know right it's now. It's the only cookie you need. We have coffee that in front of us. That and maybe an Oreo. We're going for the biscotti. We got coffee in front of us. Yeah. We're going for the biscotti. Let me ask you a question. What about yeah. the rainbow cookie? Rainbow cookie is not a cookie. It's almost like a piece of it's cake. A it's a pastry. Yeah. What about like, a lace cookie? No, that sucks. You're a joke. What about the ones that are shaped like an S? <laughs> like, I thought you, you said... You have to have those with I the thought he said like an S. <laughs> I was like, an S cookie? <laughs> what am I, like a bachelorette or something? <laughs> you need to have that with tea. That's a tea cookie. There's an S in Nietzsche. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, there is. <laughs> But like, <laughs> like the chocolate chip cookie is the only cookie I ever need again. It's, like, it's the best like, cookie. Uh, you it don't is. like uh, Oreos? Oreos Oreo are fan? the second best cookie. Not true. Oreos are overrated beyond belief. Well, Ore I really don't like either of you. Today. Oreos you must be dunked. <laughs> talking about Oreos are good. I like Oreos, but All right, make, make the, sure the, you know your, your the place. hype around them is obscene. And like double stuff, take a hike. I don't even want it. Oh wow. really? So Listen to this so joke. I'll tell you this. I was on. I was always against double stuff, but the other day my wife got regular Oreos. There wasn't enough cream. You need double. I was, I was upset. You need double. Did you see the mega stuff where it's just cream and like a piece of cookie? That's too much. It's that's insanity. Just, that's not good. It's like the size of your fist of cream. Every year. My wife invites her niece and nephews over our house for a sleepover. And you play Halloween. a game where you put the Oreos over your nipples. No. Why does he have to go there? Why are we talking about child molestation? I did not bring up child molestation. Yes, you did. He's I just, said you did. just put He's Oreos in over your season. nipples. Yeah. He hasn't gotten to Christmas yet. You can't just... Why, why, it's not child molestation to put Oreos over your nipples. Yeah, but where are you going to go? Your niece and why am I putting <laughs> Oreos on my nipples? I brought up children coming over the house, and you go Oreos on I the I was nipples. getting ready to bring it up, and I didn't want to lose my chance to say it. <laughs> but now I'll give you a reason why you do it that's not pedophilic. It's so your nipples don't pop out on your shirt while her relatives are there, so they're comfortable. So, so you take that would be so you take that the cream and you put it on your nipples, so you're a very reserved gentleman. Oreo pasties? Yes, he uses you the Oreos. Male as a Oreo pasties. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know how like we we did my face paint thing? Yeah. Could we do? S this? <laughs> what? I want you in shirtless Oreo pasties. I'll do it. <laughs> Good. Um. <laughs> Your wife comes home. Anthony, oh my God! She's it's crying. for the show. <laughs> <laughs> why, why does she sound like Melman from fucking Ghostbusters? I don't know. <laughs> That's like my generic like New York girl. <laughs> Ghostbusters. What do you want? <laughs> As I was saying, 
She invites the kids over, and she made this stuff she calls the dirt. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Okay. Where she, she crushes Oreos and puts them in the bottom of a glass. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a pudding. So she put the gummies in? You got to put the gummy and worms. She put yeah. gummy worms. I'd never heard of this. You guys know about this? Yeah, you've this never like had it? This is like one of the most common things ever. No, I'd never even like heard this concept before. Jesus Christ. Until like two weeks ago. <laughs> you live under a rock. <laughs> Yeah, this is like very famous. Yeah, really? This is like walking and somewhere being like, huh, what's this building with the giant M on it? <laughs> and it's red and yellow. This is interesting. Oh, that's McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That, that's, you're right. That's the dessert equivalent of what he just said. Like, I'm very surprised you no, didn't. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I actually met your uh, relatives once, the, co- the cousins. You did, yes. Brian awkwardly came into the house while my in-laws were there. Well, they had cookie pasties on his nipples. What are you supposed to do? I'm a gentleman. I didn't want them to pop out. <laughs> I ran to the car. I put my nipple pasties on. I forgot on. why you were there. I was dropping off a gift that I got for your wife. Oh, yeah. I got her a chocolate Jesus. That's right. It was the holidays, wasn't it? <laughs> it was Christmas. And then <laughs> I saw the kids Jesus. were there, and I ran out to my car, and I got chocolate Santas to give them. Because I'm a nice guy, yeah. I saw the kids were there, and I was like, I'm going to bring them holiday cheer. Do you carry around, like, chocolate Santas in your car just in case you see kids? Only on Christmas. <laughs> and we're not continuing where I know you want to go with this. This whole, like, last ten minutes is really <laughs> eye-opening about Brian's thought process and what he does. Yes. <laughs> I like spreading Christmas cheer. Do you like keeping candy in your car just in case the kid's near? And by car, do you mean... V- Unmarked van. White van. You know I have to cut this. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you wasting your time? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. We're not doing anything wrong. (laughs) You said you had candy in your car that you ran out to get for children. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Anyway, so let's go back to Ruth Wakefield, right? (coughs) So she's working at a place called the Toll House Inn which is a restaurant where they made homemade dishes for people in the uh, Massachusetts area. I know. Right? That's a... Th- okay. Yeah. I think you know where this is going. <laughs> and eventually, she gets chocolate chips from a company called Nestle. Really? And she starts making these cookies and selling them. And it becomes very popular in New England. Now, America's pretty big. There's no internet. How would the rest of the country discover this culinary delicacy? Can you guys guess? Through the magic of Keebler elves. Through the magic of World War II. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so, close, Ant. So, close. Yeah, you're not bad. Yeah. There is a funny little elf involved. Yeah. His name is Hitler. Yeah. But, you know. Wait, what? This isn't Christmas. This is Christmassy. It's a chocolate chip cookie. I said it's Christmas adjacent. I mean... This isn't Christmas. <laughs> my next thing is, my next thing is more Christmas. Yeah, chocolate chip cookies are just universal. He's talking about war. <laughs> you did! Yeah, but mine had brotherhood and togetherness. During Christmas. Chocolate chip cookies aren't brotherhood? Well, does, the, inve- does the invention of chocolate chip cookies involve Christmas? Chocolate chip cookies invoke the image of gluttonous fat people. Yeah. They're oh, eaten yeah. on Christmas. Actually, Delicious I feel dish. like that's one of the least. Oh my acid reflux! That's probably the too much the dessert cookie crumble. That's a dessert you see least during Christmas. No, you leave it out for no, Santa. No, 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 chocolate chip cookies. You leave it out for Santa. Uh, you put out a chocolate chip for the Santa. For Santa, I've never done that. Before. I'm telling my. What do you? What do you? Biscotti. <laughs> 
No, no, no. I never did it as a kid. Like, I never put... You never put the plate of cookies? No, in? I ne- that wasn't a tradition. Oh, the reindeer war. We had too many kids. We would eat them all, so they didn't put them out. Oh, so no, we no. always left cookies out for Santa. Yeah, I didn't And I our didn't Santa was a violent Santa, so we knew to leave out <laughs> chocolate chip cookies, lest we incur Santa's wrath. <laughs> Your scent is like the old gods. <laughs> we have to appease him. Yeah. I have my sister over the balcony. <laughs> gods. Anyway, so during World War II, all the yeah. soldiers got care packages, right? Mm-hmm. And the New England soldiers begged for the cookies. And when they would get the cookies, they'd be happy and they'd give it to like others in their... like platoons or whatever. Hey, Brooklyn, you gotta try this. Yeah. Oh, this I think is Brooklyn would, good. Brooklyn would be the one saying you gotta try this. <laughs> and Tex would have it, you know, yes. and all the New Englanders Bama. spread the cookies throughout the American military. Bama, wow. the MG gunner so would love when, it. So when they came back, cookies are in high demand. People need the wow. cookie. They need the cookie. Now Nestle goes to her and they're like, hey, we want to buy your recipe. Now, how much do you believe she was given for her cookies? At least $30. Perhaps more than that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to guess, and we're talking 1940s money. Yep. $20,000. No, they gave her a lifetime supply of chocolate chips. Dude, that's like... For her recipe. (laughs) And I will tell you, they are probably currently the biggest cookie in the world, the Toll House, you know, Nestle. Is that the Chip Ahoy? No, uh, that's Nabisco. A lifetime supply of chocolate chips. Lifetime supply of chocolate chips. The market... Who made this deal? Kramer? <laughs> that's, an ama- that's an amazing deal. That's a lot of money. That's an amazing deal. For who? Nestle? For, for her. No! What? Couldn't you just make the cookies again? What's stopping you? They, they own the, the recipe. <laughs> yeah, you just modify it a little. <laughs> what what is she going to do? Put salt in it? Yeah. What's the matter with him? Yeah. What's the matter with him? That is one of the craziest <laughs> things ever. Dude, it's like, it's like even, the guy who invented Coke. He sold the recipe question, for a dollar. Could you, like, yeah, we'll give you a lifetime supply. Could you bag the, the chips and sell them? Like, do you think that was it's like It's not even a life supply of the ingredients to make the cookie. It's one ingredient. <laughs> And Beaver's like, we're in the money now. (laughs) Well, she would have to buy them anyway. He's Kramer. Yeah. He's Kramer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He would take, like, the billboard of being the Marlboro man. (laughs) Who told you to put the bomb on? (laughs) I just like chocolate chips. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) Was she allowed to sell them? Is that real? She took the Yeah, like, I'm curious. She took a lifetime supply of cookies. No more to They took the name Toll House, and she got a lifetime supply of cookies. Of chocolate chips. She got cookies. Same with the cookies, yeah. And they use her recipe to this day. So if you go to the supermarket and buy Toll House cookies Uh and put them in, that's her recipe from back in the day. And, you know, that's it. Wow. And they're the Toll House cookies because that was the restaurant she worked in. The market space right now of chocolate chip cookies, like the chocolate chip cookie industry, is only roughly $18 billion. (laughs) 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 And she gave it away for, you know. For a couple of chips. A couple of chips. Was that? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. What a story, Mark. Thank you for for telling us on this Christmas Christmas spirit episode about a woman who got ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> she made a bad business deal. Mm. But 
you know, we all it worked out for the world because we all have mass produced cookies now, which so. are delicious. Mm-hmm. So I like the Chip Ahoy better than what a fresh baked Toll House. Is no. it fresh baked? I have you ever had a fresh baked Toll House? I don't even like. I can't even picture the Toll House version. They're what? the thick ones. They're the thick chocolate chip cookies. That's not the Keebler, right? No, they're like they're not prepackaged. Like they're baked fresh. Like you buy the dough and you put it in the oven. Yeah. Oh, have you never done this? No, I've never baked a cookie in my life. Has your did your mom bake cookies? Yeah, you did, probably had them. Yes. Then you've probably had them. Okay, you've almost certainly had them. And even if she, even if she didn't use these pre-cut ones, she probably used the Toll House recipe because mm. that's just like the recipe. What about the, the? It was so good, people just ate the dough. Really? Cookie, oh, cookie dough. dough. Holy crap! He's a real person. <laughs> he's real. <laughs> that was a real moment. Like you saw the wheels turning, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, cookie dough." Yeah, I know about that. It's in that tube, like Pillsbury. This is, they have a if this boy. was someone's first episode, they'd think you were a homeless person from another country. <laughs> <laughs> they'd just be like, well, how does this person not know this? <laughs> okay. All right. So this is my real, real Christmas thing. All right. This is Christmas. Right. This is, is it, full it, Christmas. Is it a jolly Christmas story? Have a holly jolly Christmas. All right. So, this is the time of the year. So this is basically how Christmas came to be celebrated in America. Now, like Steve said, Mm -hmm. it was kind of banned in the country because the- Too English. No, that's part of it, but also the Puritans hated it when they came here. Mm -hmm. And a part of that was because Christmas was used as a day of reckless behavior, the Christmas season, not specifically Christmas day, but- any time from basically like like December 1st through like January 6th, they would go, people would just go apeshit. Like you they, understand the, the why that would happen, right? Yes. Because it's the cold time of the year. You can't work in the fields. People weren't able to work. Right. And there you was, have that Puritan work ethic, which they value very highly. There's also like, um, you have all the, the meat and things you've harvested. Right. And you're trying to finish it. it. Yeah. So it people back. would eat and drink like a crazy amount in yes. that time period. Mm-hmm. And it just caused bad behavior. Back yes. when Christmas was fun. And like it was when it was a game. <laughs> and people would basically be wilding for months for mm-hmm. the for the Christmas. It was season. like Mardi Gras, basically. Yeah. It was like Mardi Gras yeah. and it was just brutal. Mm-hmm. Like there was street toughs and like you just get your ass kicked walking home on Christmas by a pack of drunks. And the uh, I don't know if that's true. No, 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 that's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. In Rome, they would uh, they would reverse the roles. Of that's slaves. what I was gonna say. Yeah. That I knew. Yeah. So yeah. basically, yeah. Another thing with it is everybody would invert their social statuses. Yeah. So like cool. the rich would give money to the poor. Yeah. Uh, and like wacky. Yeah. It's crazy. And like kids would like be in charge and like a kid would run the sun day service and like uh-huh. everybody would just flip roles now i've heard that there was like a psychological reason for this and it was almost like the thought process behind those purge movies i'm serious we need to let off steam yeah. basically by doing this there were two things that were accomplished one once you have accepted your status in this right mm-hmm. so if it's the rich give to the poor right Mm-hmm. And you're taking the money. 
you've accepted your status in the social in the hierarchy. hierarchy and things stay the same uh-huh. after this. That's interesting. You see? Yes. And by doing this, so there was a level of patronage. Yes, there were clear lines as mm-hmm. to where you were in the pecking order of uh-huh. society because of this. That's definitely part of it, but that, then, does, that doesn't drive with the kid leading the country or something. You know? Well, that's just a I little part of it. Leading well, leading like a yeah. sermon or whatever. No, no, they said like there's things like that would happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. But basically, you know, chaos would reign, all this. And the other thing was people were able to get, like, all their urges out of their system during this time uh-huh. period. Now, obviously, religious people did not like this. Right. And in America, it was banned for a long, long time. Not banned, but it was, was socially not practiced because the Americans, the way they celebrated Christmas was they would just go kill Germans. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, like cross cross a river, you know, while they're having a Christmas party. Oh, you're talking about the Battle of Trenton. Yeah, <laughs> that's the American Christmas tradition. We celebrate it Hessians. once every two hundred years. Still <laughs> German, okay? But but in in reality, Christmas was not celebrated here. It was like an English thing. It was kind of looked down on, mm-hmm. and you also had all this social chaos that would follow, right? And the Puritans didn't have this. You would have all this chaos and stuff. and Chaos theory. Yeah. Mm. And all this stuff, and basically... You put a drop of water on your hand, see which... How do you know which way it's going to go? You know, you don't know. (laughs) Woman uh, rules the earth. (laughs) Dinosaurs eat men. (laughs) (laughs) What happened is, eventually, a little book came out called A Christmas Carol... I can't believe you had to think about that. Sorry. No, <laughs> sorry. A Christmas Carol came out. Chuck Dick. Charles Dickens. Ah. And that, along with a couple of other things, such as a big poem called... Twas oh, the Night Before Christmas. Twas the Night Before Christmas, but it has a different name. It's German. Dutch. A Visit from St. Nicholas. Ah. So those two things really started to kickstart, you know, Christmas fondness in mm-hmm. our country. And eventually... It, it became a thing. And do you know the first state to legalize, to make Christmas a holiday in America? Massachusetts. Nope. Virginia. Nope. Alabama. God damn. Alabama. Alabama was the first state in the country to make Christmas an official holiday. Is that because they were going alphabetical? No, they just did it first. <laughs> no. Can you guess the last state? Nevada. No. New York. No. Oklahoma. Very weird. It's the last state. Is it? Until Hawaii. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Huh. Anyway. (laughs) Was he going alphabetically? (laughs) (laughs) So one of the big architects of Christmas is this guy, John Pintard. Have you ever heard of him? No. Pintard? Pintard. Who is he? What's he do? What did he do? So John Pintard, he was a merchant. And philanthropist. A merchant. A merchant. merchant. Yeah, he's a mercantile. He had Merc- no H's in his words. Nope. nope. <laughs> Refused to use them. He just walked around merking people. <laughs> I'm the a term re- merc I'm a regular from- pintard, guys. <laughs> so he was a merchant. <laughs> nope, merkant. Because <laughs> he was merkant. So he was a very successful guy, you know, and he was very rich. He was very wealthy. And eventually, he 
the Christmas revelry started to spread a bit. And he would look around and he would see all these people starting to, you know, celebrate and get a little rowdy, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, hmm, what can I do in order to get these people to like calm down? Rain them in. And change the origins of Christmas, right? So he's a businessman, but he doesn't like people going crazy. Is he looking to make money off of like he, the change or is he, he just He's looking to profit, uh-huh. but he also did not like that like he had to be around people of a lesser status Station. than him on Christmas. Like he just wanted to be with like his people. Mm-hmm. So he wrote a pamphlet about a man named Sinterklaas. And the papers that he created basically, you know, came up with the idea of a feast in honor of St. Nicholas and dedicating that day to the children. It is the first widely published record of Santa Claus as St. Nicholas in in New York City. Yes. So Santa is an American invention? Yep. Well, there's Santa Claus. And basically this guy took it in. And in 1810, put out this pamphlet about Santa Claus and started the legend about, you know, the fireplace and all this for kids. And this started to get Christmas to catch on with a younger crowd. And then, you know, a couple of books that were mentioned come out and bada bing, bada boom, you got a Christmas season. (laughs) Santa is not featured in any of the Charles Dickens stuff. No, he's not. Right. Because he was not really that popular yet. Mm-hmm. We really, like Steve mentioned, we know what really skyrocketed his popularity. Mm-hmm. Right. The book. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm sorry, Coca-Cola. Yeah, right. it did. So Santa is in, like, he's existed, but what really blew him up worldwide is Stephen's uh, yeah. thing, Coca-Cola. Uh-huh. Which is only in the 30s. Not like it was a long time ago. Well, at least on history's record. Like, to normal modern people, that's like, oh, that was so long ago. It's like two people ago, not even. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not long. So, like, before Santa, like, you just, you had, like, St. Nicholas, it he, wasn't a thing. Doesn't he feel so ancient, though? He does. Yes. He f- well, he's, St. Nicholas is ancient. Oh, yeah. That's, he was, uh, And St. Nicholas would go around giving, helping, helping the, the people. Kids. Yeah. Right. Well, just anyone. He would just help anyone. Right. Which is why he's a what do you think of Krampus? It. What is that again? That's like a stupid movie. No, Krampus no. is a real part of like German folklore. So mm-hmm. Santa gives Krampus takes, uh-huh. and there's Krampus knocked, which <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian made an angry face when he said he I spoke had Krampus knocked. Well, he spoke German. <laughs> he spoke yeah. German. Yeah. I don't think you can speak German and sound happy. Every <laughs> word sounds so rageful. <laughs> Right? Not Guten Tag. That sounds like you're like trying to come on to me. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Guten Tag, Ed Jones. The girl is ours in the yours and mine. You must never listen to this. <laughs> you must never play this. I won't, Werner. I, I won't. won't. <laughs> and I think even, even when we mentioned that the first time, it's like it's just really hard for a the German language to sound like sentimental. You're talking about Grizzly Man. No, the German language sounding ser- sentimental, even with an accent, of is hard. You're not speaking the language. You're not getting the nuances of it. <laughs> just, be, just by the sound you're of You're literally it. basing this just off of sound. Nazi speeches. You realize that. 
That's, no, that's no. all Germans. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just by the, the 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 harsh vowels of the language and stuff like that. We have similar, but it's not the same. English is actually the closest. Like yeah. e- English and English German. and German are like <laughs> sister languages. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but don't, doesn't English have more, at least the modern English that we speak, have a more romanticism to it? We have Modern more, English is an 80s new wave band, and I won't have <laughs> What's um, their big hit? I can't think of it. Look it up. Um, <laughs> English. Did they, did they have a Christmas song? No, we have we have right. a we do have German. It's close to German, but yeah, we do but it's have. it also has French influence French, as well as Latin. Latin. Yeah. So it's you have a little bit more romance to it. Yes. You know. Their song was I Melt With You. Yes, I'll stop the world, I melt with you. Unfortunately, they do not have a Christmas song. Mm. I wish uh. they did. Could have <laughs> ended with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Krampus basically is a German legend, right. and he takes kids to hell that are naughty. That's like Black Peter. Yeah, similar to that. Is that what Black Peter did? Black Peter abducts uh, bad kids and takes them to Spain. Yes. <laughs> That sounds horrible. Why would I want to go to like nice beaches and have like amazing? I cuisine? think it's like <laughs> to do like horrible labor and stuff. I'm gonna assume this is completely speculation on my part. I don't know this. Okay, but I'm gonna assume it has something to do with the Eighty Years' War. Well, Black Pete is a Moor. Is he? I believe he's a Moor. Okay. You know he's gone, right? What do you mean he's gone? They've done away with Black Peter. That's just sad. They've they've changed him to Sooty Pete, I believe. And he is now depicted as a guy who came down a chimney and is covered in soot instead of a black guy. Lame. <laughs> who is they? The Dutch. Oh, yeah. Dutch? Oh, <laughs> don't, don't say anything bad about the fucking Dutch. Yeah, there are people. <laughs> <laughs> Our show is big in, what is it, the Dan- yes. Denmark and, yeah. and the Netherlands? The yes. Dutch love us. <laughs> the Dutch are like, that's our base. <laughs> Don't you dare fuck this up for us. Danes and Dutch. <laughs> we love Hamlet. <laughs> We're from New York. We have a lot and in common clogs. with the Dutch. <laughs> Hamlet's English. It takes place in... in it's Shakespeare. Isn't he the king of the Danes? Yes, but that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I know it's English. <laughs> I just say we love Ragnar Lothbrok. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but our Danish listeners—they're pissing themselves right now. There's actually bring a- back the Dane law. <laughs> There, there's a book about what I spoke about called The Battle for Christmas, right. and basically it's about like how you know Christmas became a capitalized, commercialized thing, mm-hmm. and like all these little things that happened, right. which made it into the juggernaut it is today. I like how in all these Christmas origin stories, nobody once has brought up Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> we're talking it's so far removed at this point. Because it here's really the thing: is. Jesus is also born in July. His actual birth date is July. I don't think there's any way of determining that, but you might. I don't know. No, I'm I'm, sure I'm, somebody's done the math. My uncle's a reverend, and I've spoken with him about this. Really, Jesus is born in July. The reason Christmas is celebrated to in co-op December. Yeah, yes. basically to blend in with the pagan holidays right. because people are already too accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. So it became more of a ceremonial thing. Right. Yeah. So many pagan holidays like blend in with the stuff that we do today, especially when you look oh, at the sure. Halloween episode. You look at this. Look at the Christmas tree, halos. Untanenbaum. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Untanenbaum. Untanenbaum. Yes, Untanenbaum. I have that Christmas album that comes on. Now you would be happy when South those Park. would come. I on. like the. I love the <laughs> South Park Christmas yeah. songs. I love them. Mr. Hanky's holiday classics. Mm-hmm. I love when they cattle prog. Or Christmas Cartman. classics. <laughs> they cattle prog him when he sings incorrectly. <laughs> 
So, yeah, guys, that was good. before we do our picks, mm-hmm. I wanted to do one last thing to take us out of the episode. Oh, no. He's going to make us sing. He always makes us sing we're on Christmas. Sing. We're not singing. <laughs> no one is singing. Are we playing a game? We're not playing a game. We are going to recite poetry. Uh, we did that before. Again? It's not Tennyson. <laughs> Why isn't it Tennyson? <laughs> we are going to recite a visit from St. Nicholas. But okay. we're gonna we're gonna put a historical twist on it. We're gonna say it in Dutch for you don't want to speak Dutch. <laughs> so I, I just emailed it to you guys. I'd like you guys what? to pull it up on your phones. I don't have my, oh, uh, my we do. God. So so we are a his, we are a historical show and really? we are and we are Americans. We so, are yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank God we are. <laughs> we're not some from some bullshit country like who do the Dutch hate? The Finns. We're not like the we're not like the fucking Finns. <laughs> Do they hate the Finns? No. no. Who do they hate? The Swedes? I, know, I imagine they probably have a rivalry with the Belgians, low countries and all. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we hate your shitty waffles. I know they had some trouble with Indonesia a while back. <laughs> but I figured we could um we could read the poem as okay. various presidents. So wow, what? So we'll each we'll each read like a little stanza and you know I'll be like Steve I want you to read this part as Bill Clinton. But you know what we'll go in order. We'll start with the first one being Joe Biden and we'll work our way down. Why does it have to be presidents? <laughs> I'm, will, I'm willing to attempt this. Yeah, well look, we'll just see how it goes. All right? So who wants to kick us off first is Joe Biden. I'll do it. All right. <laughs> All right. Do I can I pick it has to be the first line, right? Yeah, yeah. Or the first two lines, what do you want me to do? Uh read like the first four. First four. Okay. Uh, I got against the the Biden yeah. mentality. <laughs> Brain dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, it tw- twas the night before uh, uh, when uh, uh, twas the night, not an odd creature was was stirring and and not even a, a, a you know this is America. <laughs> <laughs> the stockings were hung by the chimney, you know, and then <sighs> he fell asleep. Wake up. <laughs> No, that was me. That was me smelling sucky child's oh, he's, hair. He's sniffing a child. <laughs> I, I, I know. We had to get a sleepy joke in there. In hopes that you know, no Trump wouldn't wouldn't be here. Um, <laughs> who, who wants to be Trump? I, I, you, you do Trump. Okay. The children were all nestled, all snug in their beds. They were the best beds, believe me. Many, many people were saying these are the best beds. They're lined with gold. They're made in Trump Tower. They're the best. Visions of sugar plums. They were dancing in their heads. Not like, you know, some fat pigs like Rosie O'Donnell. (laughs) (laughs) And Mama, she was there in her kerchief. It was beautiful. It was great. And I in my MAGA cap <laughs> had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. Obama. <laughs> when out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter. I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away from the window, I flew like a flash. <laughs> William Shatner showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Tore open the shutter. My wife is a man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I 
All right, we got W. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um. <laughs> uh, Where are we? <laughs> uh, threw up the sash. <laughs> this, okay. The moon <laughs> tore open the shutters and <laughs> threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of a the new fallen snow. I'm gonna go into Iraq again. <laughs> That you should know. <laughs> Gave a lust of midday. gets below. <laughs> when <laughs> what to my wandering eyes did appear, but me spying on every American this year. Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> Next. I'm Bill. You're Bill. I'm Slick Willie. <laughs> All right. All right. Where, what am I at with a little old driver? <laughs> but, a, but a miniature okay. sleigh. But a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. You're doing George Bush. That ain't Bill. You gotta do Clinton. I don't. I don't Clinton. really have a Bill. Can Can one of you guys do a Bill like a copy? He's hard for me. Yeah, I can. I think I can. Uh, I can help you out. My here. voice is high pitched. Okay, Bill is hard for high. me. Yeah. No, that's that's too old. I feel. It's um. Well, I did. I did not have sex yeah, with that right, woman, yeah. Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah. hold. But a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. Is that better? I feel like I'm doing better. Elvis. It's better. Right. It's a little better. He does it's sound bubble. a little like Elvis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just talk about getting your dick sucked. Ah, So Monica, you're so lively and quick. <laughs> <laughs> I knew in a moment. You're sucking my dick. <laughs> More rapid than eagles in my trousers I came. <laughs> now whistled and shouted, it's Epstein's name. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> uh, You're now doing Dan the... Dasher. Yeah, Dasher. <laughs> what, who were we doing? What? I... It's it's uh, Herbert. Now Dasher, now Dancer, and Prancer, and Vixen. On Comet and Cupid and Persian Gulf. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna do it. At the top of the porch to the top of the wall, I'm just doing Dana Carvey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? You gotta do Reagan. Oh, fuck. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do Reagan. Oh, oh God. Uh, My the, friends. Yeah. Well, now wheel, dash away. Well, wheel. <laughs> now dash away, dash away, dash away. Oh, as leaves that before the wild hurricanes fly. When they meet with an obstacle, mountain to the sky. I'm so up selling to the house top to the Nicaraguan. Horses they flew. <laughs> I'm gonna go down in history as the and best. And I'll take it from the blacks too. <laughs> I won't say AIDS. Well, <laughs> Have a jelly bean. <laughs> Nancy. <laughs> All right. Uh, Jimmy Carter, right? Oh, oh, oh whoa. <laughs> At one point, we're going to run out and not know how to do these voices. What, what line am I up to? I don't know. When they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. Uh, okay. After hurricanes fly. Okay. So to the housetop I built after I was president. Because that's what people like me for. Because I built a bunch of houses. <laughs> Peanut bar. And I love peanuts <laughs> and peanut butter. Hey, did you know peanuts were invented by a black guy? 
the prancing and pawing of each little hoof as I drew in my head and was turning around. Down the chimney I built, St. Nicholas came with a bound. All right, good luck with Ford. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't get Ford. Oh, you can swap out Ford for Lincoln if you want. Because we actually. What? I'm going to skip Ford and I'm going to go to Tricky Dick. <laughs> where, where, where are we? <laughs> so up the to the pawing house. of each little hoof. The prancing and pawing of each little hoof. The prancing and pawing. Yeah. Oh, oh my thing went up. Uh. <laughs> uh, I can't find it. The prancing and pawing of each little Is hoof. Is that on the left side? It's <laughs> what? Uh, left side. It, hold on. With the sleigh full of toys in St. Nicholas 2, dash, dash, dash. And then in a twinkling, I heard the roof. Am I looking at the same thing? What Have the? you been looking at the wrong thing? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what are you reading? He's like, I'm reading Beowulf. He's reading his notes. <laughs> To the top of the porch. That's, yeah. The, t- the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. All leaves that before Henry Kissinger's a Jew. The hurricane fly. Watergate too. <laughs> Henry, get me my Jews. That hard hat. Archie Bunker, he's one of our guys. All right. You ready, Steve? Who am I doing? You have I LBJ. I don't even know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> now I lost. We're in the mid sixties. That's where yeah. we are. <laughs> <laughs> LBJ. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know his voice. I don't know. I don't know. Texas. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin the country. <laughs> <laughs> Just as I'm gonna ruin this bit, this country is fucked. <laughs> How many babies did I kill today? <laughs> <laughs> what part am I on? With the sleigh full of toys. Oh my god. Uh, just get to the fun part. Jack is next. <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve, you could just do Kennedy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try to sleep with every boom. <laughs> he died. He got shot. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> He spoke out about the Mick again. <laughs> no, he was just I was asleep with every woman I see, and then got shot in the face. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, before him is... What, we're not... We're still going? Oh, Jesus Christ. Eisenhower? <laughs> I'm skipping him. I'm, do I'm Roosevelt. I'm just going right to FDR. Yeah, okay. do Roosevelt. Ready? Yeah. My legs! <laughs> I can't feel my legs! Oh, God! It hurts so much! No, it doesn't. My legs! I can't feel them! Ah! My legs! (laughs) Merry Christmas, (laughs) y'all. Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. We got two... (laughs) That's That's it. Yeah, let's let's do our picks. Let's do our picks. I think my FDR impersonation is impeccable. It is good. Flawless. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you close your eyes and listen to that, which most listeners don't see, like, they are going to think oh, he's in the room. He's President Roosevelt. Yeah. Wow. You know, the man with how did, how did literally a hundred famous quotes he could have chose from. <laughs> it's him screaming about the legs that hurt. Even though they're paralyzed they and he hurt. can't feel them. He can't feel them. <laughs> Why Great. do I get the image in Great. my head that he's on the floor? 
Like he's not sitting screaming this. He's like on oh, the floor yeah. crawling. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, like, he's like, stuck. He's no, like I, I picture this is just his whole life. <laughs> Doesn't matter what he's doing. Yeah. He's sitting. He's sitting. Wheels out. in and he's starts screaming. Screaming about how his legs. He can't feel them. You know what's crazy? <laughs> Even though he he says I can't feel my legs, and then says they hurt so <laughs> bad. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's his back. He's talking about. His back's in pain. How long was FDR lame? He was an adult. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he did have use, and oh then one yes, morning... he knows what he was missing. One morning, <laughs> one morning he woke up, and it was probably like that. I think... Uh, Eleanor was there. I don't know Eleanor. if he just woke up. I don't, My last, I don't think he just woke the up. The only thing we have to fear is a treadmill. Oh. <laughs> His steps. Oh. Oh. We're, we might get canceled for that. We can't make FDR jokes. Yeah, he's a sacred cow. <laughs> Crippled jokes. All right, guys, it's time for our picks. Movie picks. All right. Anthony, would you like to go first? Well, aren't, isn't my movie last? His goes, yes, his it is. goes last. Okay. I'll, I can. I'll go. I'll go first. All right, you go first. What are you? What are you picking? The father, the son, the house of Gucci. <laughs> House of Gucci? The House yeah. of Gucci. House of Gucci. Okay. You guys haven't seen this, right? I know nothing I don't, about it. I don't know what okay. that is. Great. Is it a Christmas you movie? told me about it this afternoon. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. It's got some, some holiday spirit. I think it's festive. It's Christmas. Okay. House of Gucci. Yeah. I got a Ridley Scott directed it. He did Gladiator. He did do Gladiator. He did Alien. He did do He's Alien. not going to steer us wrong. Okay. Star-studded no. cast like you wouldn't believe. All right. Lady okay. Gaga. Lady Gaga. <laughs> Adam Driver. Oh. Kylo Ren, everyone's favorite Sith. <laughs> that's not true. And everyone's favorite Joker, Jared Leto. Oh, no, gosh. that's not true at all. He's universally praised as the best Joker. That's not true. Yes, he is. I go to Hot Topic and I ask the people, and I'm like, who's the best Joker? And they're like, oh, no. They're like, Jared Leto, man, because it says disturbed on his forehead. So we know he's disturbed. <laughs> he really loves the band. All right, I guess I'll do my right. pick. I want to do Titanic. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just want to. Yeah, that's what we're doing. It's I want happening. It. Near I want far. Titanic, the big one. <laughs> yep. Near far, wherever you are. Yep. Here we go. All right. And, and finally, pick? I'm gonna set the world on fire with this one. Everyone's gonna get real excited. Yeah. <laughs> For Christmas, Joyeux Noël. Joyeux Noël. Which is a French film about the Christmas. How course. did you say that? Joyeux Noël. Is that how you say that? I don't think that's how you say that. Jouet. It's, jo it's joyeux. It's French. Joyeux. Jouet. You're just making sounds. No, jouet nouel. Now you're adding a Z. Yeah. <laughs> jouet nouel. You don't speak French. Yeah, why are you doing this? These kids aren't French. <laughs> They're American. American. They amazing <laughs> language skills from Muzzy. <laughs> and our sponsors from the early 90s, Muzzy. <laughs> Did you have Muzzy? No, but I have seen it. Did you want it? Did you want like to actually I get the muzzy, muzzy and yeah. be like, oh, I can learn from this Me stupid Lashen cartoon? <laughs> yes, that's French they're speaking. <laughs> Those kids are not French. We're li no one is going to understand. Oh, that. yeah. People are going to know this. The the Dutch listeners, they're like, I fucking love Muzzy. <laughs> yeah, He's my, like their Mickey Mouse. <laughs> 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 Do you remember what Muzzy looked like? Yeah. The green thing. I thought yeah. he was, I, in my head, he looks like the Grimace. Am yeah, I wrong? He kind of does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little. I thought he was purple like the Grimace. No, well, you're gray. also a little colorblind. Yeah. So that he might have been a dark green and you might have seen right. purple. You're right. <laughs> Brian is disabled. Yeah. Pour ma chance, je suis just not 
Orson Welles? Are you doing... What uh, are you saying? I think he's doing Orson Welles in that champagne commercial. <laughs> Paul Masson. Did I hear Paul that Masson. right? <laughs> Paul Manchot. Je, je suis joué Noël. Isn't For my pick, my... I choose Merry Christmas. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Joyeux Noël. Check it out, guys. It's good. Free on uh, Tubi. There's got to be watch. somebody that hears this in Quebec. It's free on Tubi? Free on Tubi! Uh, fucking paid for it. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> paid for it? It's yeah. free. You got to watch like three ads. I literally sent it in the group text. Yeah. <laughs> and it says free on Tubi. He's a real person. <laughs> Oh, my wife's going to be mad. Well, <laughs> well she'll never know. She's going to hear this. <laughs> That's like months from now. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds that sounds good. So we got we got House of Gucci, some, some uh Titanic some stuff. We got some big stuff. I like this mix. This is good. Yeah. I'm excited. I think it's fun. This was a good episode. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> you want to say bye? Bye. Bye. Thank you for stopping by. Bye. Thank you for listening, guys. Want to give a big thank you to Tell Him Steve Dave. Letting us record down in Tell Him Steve Dave Town Studios. Thanks to Get Him. Letting us record here. Thanks for listening, guys. Please follow us on all social media, Reviewing History Pod. Social. <laughs> social media. Social media. Social media. Social media. Somebody in Quebec is going to want to murder us. A Quebecois. Quebecois. Social media. Yeah, that'll help. That's yeah. going to help our cause. <laughs> Le podcast. Le <laughs> <Lay> pod. <laughs> uh, reviewing history pod everywhere. Our view history pod on Twitter, uh, on Instagram. We're gonna have a bunch of content there for you. Videos coming soon. Follow our YouTube channel. Um, follow me on all social media at Brian Rupert. That's with two P's. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Brian Rupert everywhere. Follow me on Letterboxd. I rank and review every single movie I watch for the show, and I review every single movie I watch in my personal life. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.